Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord God, for today. We ask you to bless this day, Lord. Bless us as we speak your word. Give us strength for the journey, eyes to see, ears to hear what your holy word is saying today, May 22nd. And we thank you for all these apparatuses and having the time, the health, and the, uh, and the joy to do this record. Here we go. Amen. May 22nd. 2 Samuel chapter 1, verse 1. After the death of Saul, David returned from his victory over the Amalekites and spent two days in Siklag. On the third day, a man arrived from Saul's army camp. He had torn his clothes and put dirt on his head to show that he was in mourning. He fell to the ground before David in deep respect. Where have you come from? David asked. I escaped from the Israelite camp, the man replied. <clears throat> what happened? David demanded. Tell me how the battle went. The man replied, Our entire army fled from the battle. Many of the men are dead, and Saul and his sons and Jonathan are also dead. How do you know Saul and Jonathan are dead? David demanded as of the young man. The man answered, I happen to be... Amon Gilboa, and there was Saul leaning on his spear with the enemy chariots and charioteers closing in on him. When he turned and saw me, he cried out for me to come to him. How can I help? I asked him. He responded, Who are you? I am an Amalekite, I told him. Then he begged me, Come over here and put me out of my misery, for I am terribly in pain and want to die. So I kill him, the Amalekite told David. For I knew he couldn't live. Then I looked. I took his crown and his armband, and I have brought them here to you, my lord. David and his men tore their clothes in sorrow when they heard the news. They mourned and wept and fasted all day for Saul and his son Jonathan and for the Lord's army and the nation of Israel because they had died by the sword that day. Then David said to the young man who had brought the news, Where are you from? And he replied, I'm a foreigner and Amalekite who lives in your land. Why were you not afraid to kill the Lord's anointed one? David asked. Then David said to one of his men, Kill him. So the man thrust his sword into the Amalekite and killed him. You have condemned yourself, David said, for you yourself confess that you kill the Lord's anointed one. Then David composed a funeral song for Saul and Jonathan, and he commanded that it be taught to the people of Judah. It is known as the Song of the Bowl, and it is recorded in the book of Jashar. Your pride and joy, O Israel, lies dead on the hills. Oh, how the mighty heroes have fallen. Don't announce the news in God. Don't proclaim it in the streets of Ashkelon. Or the daughters of the Philistine will rejoice, and the pagans will laugh in triumph. O mountains of Gilboa, let there be no dew or rain upon you, no fruit field, fruitful field producing offering or grain. For there the shields of the mighty heroes was defiled. The shield of Saul will no longer be anointed with oil. The bow of Jonathan was powerful, 
and the sword of Saul did its mighty work. They shed blood of their enemies and pierced the bodies of mighty heroes. How beloved and gracious were Saul and Jonathan. They were together in life and in death. They were swifter than eagles, stronger than lions. O woman of Israel, weep for Saul, for he dressed you in luxurious scarlet clothing, in garments decorated with gold. Oh, how the mighty heroes have fallen in battle. Jonathan lies dead on the hills. How I weep for you, my brother Jonathan. Oh, how much I love you. And your love for me was deep, deeper than the love of women. Oh, how the mighty heroes have fallen. Stripped of their weapon, they lie dead. After this, David asked the Lord, Should I move back to one of the towns of Judah? Yes, the Lord replied. Then David asked, Which town should I go to? To Hebron, the Lord answered. David, David's two wives were Ahinoam from Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal from Carmel. So David, his wife, and his men and their families all moved to Judah, and they settled in the village near Hebron. Then the men of Judah came to David and anointed him king over the people of Judah. When David heard that the men of Jabesh Gilead had buried Saul, he sent them this message. May the Lord bless you for being so loyal to your master Saul and giving him a decent burial. May the Lord be loyal to you in return and reward you with his unfailing love. And I too will reward you for what you have done. Now that Saul is dead, I ask you to be my strong and loyal subjects like the people of Judah who have anointed me as their king. But Abner, son of Ner, the commander of Saul's army, had already gone to Mahanaim with Saul's son Ishbosheth. There he proclaimed Ishbosheth king over Gilead, Jezreel, Ephraim, Benjamin, the land of the Asherites, and all of the rest of Israel. Ishbosheth, Saul's son, was forty years old when he became king, and he ruled from Mahanaim for two years. Meanwhile, the people of Judah remained loyal to David. David made Hebron his capital, and he ruled as king of Judah for seven and a half years. Amen. Okay, what did you get out of this? Let's see, May 22nd, 2 Samuel... One eleven. David and his men tore their clothes in sorrow when they heard the news. They mourned and wept and fasted all day for Saul and his Jonathan and for the Lord's army and the nation of Israel because they had died by the sword that day. You know, it's amazing how much loyalty David had. Actually, you know, his loyalty was his love for Saul and for Jonathan. How, uh, you know, the Amalekite wanted a, a position with David. And I also saw the Lord's hand bringing him the, you know, bringing him the crown. Because the other guys could have stripped it off of him. Mm. You know, that one, he brought him the crown and his, Whatever else he got it, but that was uh, kind of.
kind of like the Lord, his, his word for being taken place that he will be king. Mm-hmm. Amen. What, what else did you get out of that? What did you get? Um, well, he wrote a song. It's interesting. Yes, yeah, yes. The yeah. love that he had for Jonathan says over here that um, uh, in number verse 26, it says, And your love for me was deep, deeper than the love of women. I mean, that has to go deep. You know? It was a very, very special bond. That's it. Well, it could be a godly love. That's what I was saying. That's, I wasn't saying anything else. I wasn't implying anything else. I'm saying, wow. They really you know, did. You know, uh, that's we have the body of Christ. They love each other. They kill them, die for each other. It's interesting how he went to the... Um, He went right away to um, Hebron and he asked the Lord very mm-hmm. simple questions, you know, mm-hmm. should I move? Mm-hmm. Where should I go? And uh, and they anointed it as king right away. But Abner, the commander, saw this. Okay, I'd like to ask you to please read uh, John Chapter 12, verses 20 to 50. John chapter 12, verses 20 to 50. Some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration paid a visit to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee. They said, Sir, we want to meet Jesus. Philip told Andrew about it, and they went together to ask Jesus. Jesus replied, Now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels. A plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to be my disciple must follow me because my servants must be where I am and the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Now my soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray? Father, save me from this hour, but this is the very reason I came. Father, bring glory to your name. Then a voice spoke from heaven saying, I have already brought... Wow. A voice spoke from heaven saying, I have already brought glory to your name. I will do so again. When the crowd heard... To the, my name. To, to my name. Who have already brought glory to my name. And I will do so again. When the crowd heard the voice, some thought it was thunder, while others declared an angel had spoken to him. Then Jesus told them, The voice was for your benefit, not mine. The time for judging this world has come. When Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. 
He said to this to indicate how he was going to die. The crowd responded, We understood from Scripture that the Messiah would live forever. How can you say the Son of Man will die? Just who is this Son of Man anyway? Jesus replied, May light, my light will shine for you just a little longer. Walk in the light while you can, so the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in darkness cannot see where they're going. Put your trust in the light while there is while there is still time. Then you will become children of the light. After saying these things, Jesus went away and was hid, hidden from them. But despite all the miraculous signs Jesus had done, most of the people still not did not believe. This is exactly what Isaiah, the prophet, had predicted. Lord, who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? But the people couldn't believe, as for Isaiah said, The Lord has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts so that their eyes cannot see and their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and have me heal them. Isaiah was referring to Jesus when he said this because he saw the future and spoke of the Messiah's glory. Many people did not did believe him in him, however, including some of the Jewish leaders. But they wouldn't admit it, admit it for fear that the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue. For they loved him, for they loved human praise more than the praise of God. Jesus shouted to the crowds, If you trust me, you are trusting not only me, but also God who sent me. For when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. I have come as a light to shine in this dark world, so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. I will not judge those who hear me, but don't obey me. For I have come to save the world and not to judge it. But all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken. I have spoken. I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. And I know his commands lead to eternal life, so I say whatever the Father tells me to say. It's interesting to say um, on 47, it says, I will not judge those who hear me, but don't obey me. For I have come to save the world and not judge it. And it's interesting, that one is with the prophecy in 40. The Lord has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts so that their eyes cannot see and their hearts cannot understand. And they cannot turn to me and have me heal them. Mm, yeah. See, that's always been a mystery to me. That forty, why would, you know, he not, why would he blind their eyes? But it's because down here it says, "I will not judge those who hear me, but don't obey me. But don't obey me, for I have come. For this is the reason I have come to save the world and not to, and judge, not it. to judge it. So judgment is going to be at a later time. Yes. Yes. But all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment 
But the truth I have spoken. So he already knew who was not going to believe in them. And those who did not believe in him, their eyes were blinded and hardened hearts. Yeah. I don't uh -huh. really don't understand that, but I thought I had the um, the revelation on that. Uh, but I see it in scripture. Maybe that's it, huh? Yeah, it, it's just like it says that earlier. But despite all the miraculous signs in 37, Jesus had done most of the people still did not believe in him and this is what Isaiah the prophet predicted so when you try to convince somebody of something they'll say well how's that working for you Fernando <laughs> and it's also interesting too when he was um, at the up, up in uh, verse number 27 it says um, Father, bring, or 28, uh, Father, bring glory to your name. Then a voice spoke from heaven, saying, I have already brought glory to my name, and I will do it again, do so again. So it's, it's, it says, when the crowd heard the voice, some thought it was thunder, while others declared an angel had spoke to him. But, I mean, it's like you and I sitting here right now, and we, you know, we're, we're amongst the crowd, and we hear that voice come down from heaven. I mean... I gotta believe. I'm gonna believe. You know, it's just, it just is odd to me that they, they didn't get that. You know, it's just. Um, and the Father will honor anyone who serves Him. Yeah, it's interesting. And when He says that I, I have already glorified My name, I already have brought glory to My name, and that's probably, what you what is He talking about right there? I think all the, the miracles that, he, that exactly. they did with all the blind men. I have men brought glory to my name, mm -hmm. and I will do it again yeah. when I raise you right. from the dead. Right. Right. Amen. And he, keep, he keeps emphasizing, you know, um, my light will, in number 35, my light will shine for you just a little longer. And he emphasizes to people, walk in the light while you can. You know, I'm right here in front of you. I'm the light of the world. So that darkness doesn't overtake you. You know, um, you know, it's plain and simple. When it's dark, you can't see where you're going. It's a push. So he's telling him, put your trust in me while there's time to do that. Then you'll become children of the light. Amen. Um, one thing here in... 40 when you said that the Lord has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts so that their eyes cannot see and their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and have me heal them That's I think that scripture is also in Matthew so you know it's telling us here um, you know we have to have our heart open to receive but um, but what does it say the Lord has blinded their eyes right they didn't choose to blind their own eyes mm -hmm. and right. harden their hearts. Why would the Lord blind their eyes and harden their hearts? So that their eyes cannot see and their ears cannot understand. And they cannot turn to me. You know, I always used to read this and I used to stump mm -hmm. on this. I said, mm -hmm. well, why doesn't God doesn't want it? Turn to me and have me heal them. Yeah. Well... So you're, you're right. They just did not believe. That's they just didn't period. believe. So it's like this was already. You know, we see 
from the prophet Isaiah that people were going to be, their hearts are going to be hard, you know, um, and it's too bad because I can heal them, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know, this. Yeah, heal me eternal life. Yeah. It's, uh, it's but I even think like heal and healing them, heal you, right? Healing. Heal them spiritually. Yeah. They cannot turn to me and, and have me heal them because they cannot believe. Mm -hmm. They have to open up the door from the inside. Obedience. Mm -hmm. And they had enough evidence in front of them uh -huh. to uh, to be amazed and to believe on the glory of God, mm -hmm. the glory of Jesus. And he says again in, in verse 46, says, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. Amen. Yeah. I would say that, but it's on uh, 24 one. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted oh, yeah. in the soil and uh -huh. dies, it remains alone, but it's death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Well, he's talking about commitment right here. You commit to the Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. That's when you commit completely. Anyone who wants to be my disciple must follow me because my servants must be given. And there's a lot of committed ones. Like this morning when I went to AA, it was only me and Glenn. And I know he's already he's already given his life as a colonel no matter what. And he's mm -hmm. there fighting the good fight of faith, waiting mm -hmm. for other people to show up. Uh -huh. To, to work, working our best of ability, God's work. We're doing God's work out mm -hmm. there, looking for yeah. new converts. And I like where he says, anyone who wants to be my disciple must follow me because my servants must be where I am and the Father will honor anyone who serves me. And I think that's not that's not just eternal life. The Father will honor us. I feel like we're well honored right now. We're well paid. We're yeah. over here on leather seats. Beautiful. <laughs> I will honor those who honor me. From Amen. The book of Samuel. You know. Okay, so. Dave, you, uh, you done? Mm-hmm. Okay, do you want to go to... Let's pray in the Psalms. In prayer, we enter God's presence through His open gates. We ask God to refresh us in His presence. That's from Acts 3.20. Okay, I'm going to read Psalm 118, 19 to 29. Ten verses. Open for me the gates where the righteous enter, and I will go in and thank the Lord. These gates lead to the presence of the Lord, and the godly enter there. I thank you for answering my prayer and giving me victory. I thank you for answering my prayer and giving me victory. The stones that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Please, Lord, save please us. save us. Please, Lord, please, please give, give us success. success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. 
We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God shining upon us. Take the sacrifice and bind it with cords on the altar. You are my God and I will praise you. You are my God and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Amen. Okay, you know, let's uh, read this in unison over again because it's so good. It's really good. Let's go from 19 again. Okay. Open for me the gates where the righteous enter. I will go in and thank the Lord. These gates lead to the presence of the Lord, uh, and the godly enter there. I thank you for answering my prayer and giving me victory. The stones that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Please, Lord, please save us. Please, Lord, please give us success. Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God shining upon us. Take the sacrifice and bind it with cords on the altar. You are my God and I will praise you. You are my God and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Proverbs 15, 27 to 28. Greed brings grief to the whole family, but those who hate bribes will live. The heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. The mouth of the wicked overflows with evil words. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 22, Message Bible. A sterling reputation is better than striking it rich. A gracious spirit is better than money in the bank. The rich and the poor shake hands as equals. God made them both. A prudent person sees trouble coming and ducks. A simpleton walks in blindly and is clobbered. The payoff for meekness and fear of God is plenty and honor and a satisfying life. Plenty and honor and a satisfying life. Verse 5. The perverse travel a dangerous road, potholes and mud slicks. If you know what's good for you, stay clear of it. Point your kids in the right direction. When they're old, they won't be lost. The poor are always ruled by, uh, by the rich. So don't borrow and put yourself under their power. Whoever sows sin reaps weeds, and bullying anger sputters into nothing. Generous hands are blessed hands because they give bread to the poor. Kick out the troublemakers and things will, will, will quiet down. You need a break from bickering and gripping, griping. <laughs> God loves the pure-hearted and well-spoken. Good leaders also delight in their friendships. God guards knowledge with a passion. 
but he'll have nothing to do with deception. The loafer says, there's a line out there loose. If I go out there, I'll be eaten alive. The mouth of a whore is a bottomless pit. You'll fall in that pit if you're on the outs with God. Verse 15. Young people, young people are prone to foolishness and fads. The cure comes through tough-minded discipline. Exploit the poor or glad-hand the rich. Whichever you end up to the poorer for it. These are 30 precepts of the sages. Don't move back the boundary lines. Listen carefully to my wisdom. Take to heart what I can teach you. You'll treasure a sweetness deep within. You'll give it bold expression in your speech. To make sure your foundation is trust in God. I'm laying it all out right down for you. I'm giving you 30 sterling principles, tested guidelines to live by. Believe me, these are truths that work and will keep you accountable to those who sent you. Don't walk on the poor just because they're poor. And don't use your position to crush the weak because God will come to their defense. The life you took will take he'll take from you and give it back to them don't hang out with angry people don't keep company with hotheads bad temper is contagious don't get infected don't gamble on the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow hawking your house against a lucky chance the time will come when you have to pay up and you'll be left with nothing but the shirt on your back don't stealthily move back the boundary lines staked out a long ago by your ancestors. Observe people who are good at their work. Skilled workers are always in demand and admire. They don't take a backseat to anyone. Amen. Okay, I'm going to read it in the version, easy to read version now. Proverbs 22, verse 1. It is better to be respected than to be rich. A good name is worth more than silver or gold. The rich and the poor are the same. The Lord made them all. Wise people see trouble coming and get out of its way. But fools go straight to it and suffer for it. Respect the Lord and be humble. Then you will have wealth, honor, and a true life. Verse 5, evil people are trapped by many troubles, but those who want to live, avoid them. Teach children in the way that fits their needs, and even when they are old, they will not leave the right path. The rich rule over the poor. The one who borrows is a slave to the one who lends. Those who spread trouble will harvest trouble. In the end, they will be destroyed for the trouble they cause. Generous people will be blessed because they share their food with the poor. Get rid of the proud who laughs at what is right and trouble will leave with them. All arguments and insults will end. Love a pure heart and kind words and the king will be your friend. The Lord watches over the true knowledge and he opposes those who try to deceive others. A person who is lazy 
and wants to stay home says there is a line outside I might be killed in the streets the sin of adultery is a trap and the Lord gets very angry with those who fall into it children do foolish things but if you punish them they will learn not to do them these two things will come will make you poor hurting the poor to make yourself rich and giving gifts to the rich 30 wise sayings listen carefully to these words from the wise pay attention to what I have learned it will be good for you to remember these words and have them ready when they are needed I will teach you these things now I want you to trust the Lord I have written 30 sayings for you these are words of advice and wisdom they will teach you things that you can know for sure to be true then you can give good answers to the ones who sent you it is easy to steal from the poor but don't do it and don't take advantage of them in court the Lord is on their side he supports the poor and he will take from those who take from them don't be friends with people who become angry easily don't stay around quick-tempered people if you do you may learn to be like them then you will have the same problems they do don't promise to pay someone else's debt if you cannot pay you will lose everything you have so why should you lose the bed you sleep on never move an old property line that was marked long ago by your ancestors skilled workers will always serve kings they will never have to work for less important people okay now we're going to go to the new king james proverbs 22 new king james a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches loving favor than silver and gold the rich and the poor have this in common the lord is maker of them all a prudent man foresees evil and hides himself but the simple pass on and are punished by humility and the fear of the lord are riches and honor and life thorns and snares are in the way of the perverse he who guards his soul will be far from them train up a child in the way he should go and when he's old he will not depart from it the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is severed to the lender he who sows iniquity will reap sorrow and the rod of his anger will fall fail he who has a generous eye will be blessed for he gives his bread to the poor verse 10 cast out the scoffer and contentious will leave yes strife and reproach will cease he who loves purity of heart and has a grace on his lips the king will be his friends the eyes of the Lord preserve knowledge but he overthrows the words of the faithless a lazy man says there's a line outside I will be slain in the streets the mouth of an immoral woman is a deep pit he who is abhorred by the Lord will fall there verse 15 foolishness is bound in the heart of a child the rod of correction will drive it far, far from him he who oppresses the poor to increase his riches and he who gives to the rich will surely come to poverty hmm. sayings of the wise incline your ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your heart to my knowledge 
for it is pleasant thing if you keep them within you. Let them all be fixed upon your lips, so that your trust may be in the Lord. I have instructed you today, even you. Have I not written to you excellent things of counsel and knowledge, that I may make you know the certainty of the words of truth, that you may answer words of truth to those who sent you? Do not rob the poor because he is poor, nor oppress the afflicted at the gate. For the Lord will plead their cause and plunder their soul of those who plunder them. Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man do not go, lest you learn his ways and set a snare for your soul. Do not be one of those who shake hands in a pledge, one of those who is surety for debts. If you have nothing which to pay, why should he take it away from your bed from under you? Do not remove the ancient landmark which your father has set. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. Okay, now I'm going to go to Psalms 22. My God, verse 1, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? And from the words of my groaning, Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear and in the night season, and I am not silent. But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you, they trusted, and you delivered them. They cried to you, and were delivered. They trusted in you, and were not ashamed. But I am a worm, and no man, a reproach of men, and despised by the people. All who see me ridicule me. They shoot up the lip, they shake their heads, saying, He trusted in the Lord, let him rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. But you are he who took me out of the womb. You made me trust while in my mother's breast. I was cast upon you from birth, from my mother's womb. You have been my God, be not far from me. For trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They gap at me with their mouths like a raging and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It has melted within me. My strength is dried up like a pot shed, and my tongue clings to my jaws. You have brought me to the dust of death. For dogs have surrounded me, the congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierce my hands and my feet. I count all my bones. They look and stare at me. They divide my garments among them, and my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far from me. O my strength, hasten and help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth and from the horns of the wild oxen. You have answered me. I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, glorify him. And fear him, all you offsprings of Israel. 
for he has not despised nor abhorred the afflicted of the afflictions of the afflicted, nor he has hidden his face from him. But when he cried out, he heard, My prey shall be of you in the great assembly. I will pay my vows before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him will praise the Lord. Let your heart live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For the kingdom of the, is the Lord's, and he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth shall eat and worship. All those who go down to the dust shall bow before him. Even he who cannot keep himself alive, a posterity shall serve him. It will be recounted of the Lord to the next generation. They will come and declare his righteousness to a people who will be born that he has done this. Psalm 52 Why do you boast in evil, O mighty man? The goodness of God endures continually. Your tongue devises destruction like a sharp razor working deceitfully. You love evil more than good, lying rather than speaking righteousness. You love all devouring words, you deceitful tongue. God shall likewise destroy you forever. He shall take you away and pluck you out of your dwelling place and uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous also shall see and fear and shall laugh at him, saying, Here is the man who did not make God his strength, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercies of God forever and ever. I will praise you forever because you have done it. And in the presence of your saints, I wait on your name for it is good. Amen. Psalm 82, verse 1. God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Free them from the hand of the wicked. They do not know, nor do they understand. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are unstable. I said, you are gods. And all of you are children of the Most High. But you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for you shall inherit all nations. Okay, Psalm 112, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. 
He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desires upon his enemies. He has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted with honor. The wicked will see it and be grieved. He will gnash his teeth and melt away. The desires of the wicked shall perish. Psalm 142, verse 1. I cried out to the Lord with my voice. With my voice to the Lord I make my supplication. I cried out to the Lord with my voice, with my voice to the Lord I made, I make my supplication. I poured out my complaint before him, I declared before him my trouble. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then you knew my path and the way in which I walked. They have secretly set a snare for me. Look at my right hand and see, for there is no one who acknowledges me. Refuge has failed me. No one cares for my soul. I cried out to you, O Lord. I said, You are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise your name. The righteous shall surround me, for you shall deal bountifully with me. Amen.